This is John Shannon with Radio Free Galisteo, and I am speaking with Galisteo resident Amy Violet. Amy, why did you come to Galisteo? Well, I love Galisteo, and I've heard wonderful things about this village and this community, and I found a great casita, and I rented it, and it's magic. And so I've loved it. I've been here about a year. Okay. When you first got here, we actually bumped into each other. You were walking down Via La Puente, and <laughs> I noticed the sign I had on my, on my gate. At that time, I learned you were working on the film The Heart of They Fall. Correct. Which was shooting over at what was formerly Tom Ford's movie ranch. Mm-hmm. That, that was about the time you came here, right? Yeah, so I think it was June of 2020. So I had been renting a place in... El Dorado, Lamy over there, and then it was kind of a month to month, and they sold it, and then I moved over here, and so I started styling a bunch of those guys that were working in the film, and at the time I was managing the Lucchese Cowboy Boot Store downtown, so putting those guys in boots, and then they had side projects they were doing, and I would style them for that, and then work with a lot of their actual stylists in Milan and stuff, so anyway, it was really, really fun. So as a stylist, what, what did you have to do for them? Well, a lot of them were wanting to do Western, like music videos or side projects, and so I would kind of just help them get in the correct boots for the era. And then one, I worked with Lakeith Stanfield, and he's one of the leads in that, and he was doing his own music project, and so I worked with his stylist in Milan, and she had already picked out some looks for him. And then I was able to kind of put him in those looks on the ground here, kind of tweak him a little bit. I would get him altered if they needed to, and then what was really cool is he is left-handed and he needed this holster and we couldn't find the holster so I actually made him one which was really sweet. So I kind of stayed up all night and made him this black leather holster to work with this firearm that he wanted to use. So that was kind of fun. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So did you have a background in uh, leather craft? Well it's interesting. I own a company and I do handbags. So I started in 2016 and it was I was in graduate school in Waco and I had bought this coach bag that was like the most I could afford at the time and it broke and then I had this ratty hemp tote bag that I was carrying to school that was also frayed so I just designed the one bag I needed and I took it to my leather guy to make it and he made it and turns out people really loved it people would actually stop me on the streets I was you know I was in Nashville at that time going back and forth and people would say I'd love your bag where did you get it and I said well let me make you one and so started doing that and then got them in a couple stores and started selling them one-on-one so I don't actually to make the leather holster was a little bit of a stretch for me, but it's something that I can do. Yeah, I really love leather and then working in the cowboy boot world. I learned a lot about exotics and hides and different stuff like that. So it was a natural fit, but it was fun. You mentioned grad school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to assume that that wasn't studying leather craft. No, I was studying theology, actually. So I was at Baylor um, at their seminary, Truett. So I started down there in 2009 and finished in 2016. Then had a kind of a crazy ride while I was there, but uh, theology. So my degree is in Master of Divinity in uh, Ministry Leadership, which sounds like a mouthful, but it's if you wanted to be a minister at the time. Um, And for me, I really loved teaching and preaching, and that was kind of my specialty. And so I ended up going back to Belmont, where I did my undergraduate, and I was an adjunct and taught preaching and understanding the Bible, which was actually really fun to go back and do that. So 20, 2009 to 2016, I, I'm assuming that wasn't straight through. Well, it kind of was, and it, but it was uh, during that time I was married, got it, and then I got a divorce during that time, and then there was a sexual assault trial, which was actually kind of national news, where 
Um, a friend of mine, actually, and my ex-husband's, was arrested for voyeurism, so filming women without their consent. Anyway, I went to trial. I was one of these women that were on this tape, and yeah, so I learned a lot that during that time about PTSD and about trauma and about, you know, and so I'm proud of myself that I finished. It was definitely not the three years and done that I'd hoped for, but I think life is never really a straight line for me. It hasn't been, so, but I'm really proud I was, I completed it, and uh, I hang that degree on my wall in my cabin, my little house over there. So as a reminder that I can do hard things. <laughs> so that experience, mm-hmm. I guess, informed some of your study then, totally. ultimately. Totally, yeah. I couldn't figure out why I couldn't. I was trying to learn Hebrew, and I couldn't figure out why it wasn't clicking for me in my brain. I mean, it just it was so traumatized, you know, and was just trying to trying to survive. And so I learned a lot through therapy and different things about trauma and the brain and how the brain works. And one of the books that I found was The Body Keeps the Score, which was amazing about how your body remembers. And then when I actually moved to town in 2016, I started working with a man named Lee Cartwright. And a lot of people had recommended him and he'd worked with trauma on multiple, multi uh, dimensions. And he has now passed away. But some of the work I did with Lee was transformational for me. You said moved to town. You meant... Which town? Santa Fe. So I moved to Santa Fe in 2016. Okay. And I was here for maybe six months, and then I ended up going back to Nashville, and I actually worked on the TV show Nashville, and I started as an extra, and then I started doing doubling work for two of the leads. They were actually teenagers, but I was the same height (laughs) as them, and my hair was the same length, and so I could double for them. So they would hurry up and film all their scenes face on with them. And since they were kids, they could only work like five or six hours a day. And then they would put me in the same outfit and then film it from the side or from the back. So seasons five and six of Nashville, I got to do that and really kind of really, that's the most I've worked on a film set and really loved it and got to work with some of their A-team there and then came back to New Mexico and just kept doing a little bit of it. So it's been fun. It, there's, there's plenty of film work here. Oh my God, they're filming at the rodeo grounds right now. I saw yeah. them this morning. So. Yeah. yeah, and if, if you were in town lately, uh, they both, I think the the... The Pecos Trail Cafe and then uh, Whataburger on St. Michael's, they had turned it into something called uh, Astro Snacks. Oh, so cool. the listening audience will so at some point maybe see that on a show somewhere and go, oh, yeah, I remember when uh, they were talking to Amy and they talked mm-hmm. about Astro Snacks. Well, I actually remember the very first show I ever worked on was I was an extra on Godless. And I did one brief scene up in Abiquiu when we were crossing the river. So it's right after Michelle Dockery has kind of a traumatic, a very traumatic moment. And then you can see me if you pause and I'm covered in blood and I'm in a dress and I'm like walking across the river. But when I was watching that, when it actually came on Netflix, they used, was it this building? Or was it the one right beside it, it says Taos, it's supposed to be Taos. It's both this building, yeah. which is the, uh, and we're recording from the Quarter Mill Gallery in the heart of Galisteo. Uh, and it still has, um, the name from Godless, the the Godless newspaper is still on the glass on yeah. the door there. And yes, they shot uh, they shot a big chunk of that both uh, in this gallery and also in uh, the main house mm-hmm. uh, as well. And that that uh, the stuff in the main house there was a, a so called restaurant that was in, located in Taos. Yes, okay. very yeah. good. Yes. Yeah. No, I love trying to pick up on little things like that and. That was a really special film for me to work on. I just, you know, and actually the town of LaBelle um, is across the way there. And I actually got to go one time before they changed it for the Heart of the Fall. They started to film there as well. It's one of the towns. But I got to go back to LaBelle because my scene wasn't in LaBelle, but I had always wanted to see it. And so a friend of mine took me over there and I got to see it before it all changed. Very cool. 
Anyway, yeah, it's a fun, fun place to be. I feel like I live on a movie set, which I kind of do. Well, so. You certainly live across the street from one. And, <laughs> from two uh, of them, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it was funny. I'm sure everybody, I mean, people who live here know, but when they were filming that, I mean, they lit that sky up like a like NASA. So, I mean, it was just, I mean, it was hard to sleep. Mm, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was so bright. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, and they also shot Young Guns. Oh, cool. Across the street from here. I mean, cool. it, it is everywhere you look, you'll you'll mm-hmm. find some sort of uh, movie nostalgia. Yeah. Movies, movies, uh, Divinity School, yeah. styling. What else? Well, I'm writing a TV show right now, which I'm really excited about. So, I am. It's based on my life, and it sounds that's kind of sounds like a. Well, of course, it's about my life, but it's about kind of going from being married and very conservative in Texas to moving to New Mexico and it is inspired by true events but it's you know it's it takes its own life and I've developed these characters and this evolution and I um, on all the movie sets I work on I find people like the last one I worked on I found the person that I want to be the key makeup person and then the person that did my hair for Nashville I want her to come and do hair for Nash or for the show and so I'm starting to kind of equip the team and um, my dream would be to film the pilot next year so mm. in 2020 and I want it to be filmed in Santa Fe and so that's a big deal for me so that's kind of what I'm doing now so I spend a lot of time writing and walking and petting my horses and walking the dogs and trying to you know just get in my head and and do it so it's I told somebody the other day I said if I had one more project left to do I would do this like I'm that passionate about it and Hmm. so Hmm. it has to be and I feel like it's all in there and I just need to get it out and then I can go do something else or I can you know do a new project but I won't be able to really rest until it's done more to come on that one, let's mm-hmm. hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you got anybody who's interested in backing this project? Yes. And uh, it's a lot of individuals. Okay. Um, but again, what I've learned about that is that everybody wants something, you know, and so either they want a scene or they want to be in it or they want to change this or that. So I'm, I'm also smart enough to know that not all money is good money and to know who are the people that I want to invest and partner with. And I actually had a meeting last week with a woman who lives in town and I was like, you know, this could, for a lot of different reasons, I would be interested in having a second conversation with her about this because it's a project that I think she connects with and um, she could back it. So anyway, we'll see, but uh, you know. Fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely, thank you. Where'd you come from? (laughs) I came from Knoxville. Mm. Knoxville, Tennessee. My whole family's still there. I was the one who kind of left and was there 18 years and grew up Baptist. I actually grew up Southern Baptist is how I grew up. And then I went to Belmont in college and I majored in religion. I think we already talked about that. But my minor, which was fun, was youth ministry and church recreation because I thought I wanted to be a youth pastor. And I had been working for the summer camp and um, for summers and summers and summers. And I would go all over the United States and do youth camps, like kids camps, which was really fun. And then I worked in the country music business. I taught line dancing at the world famous Wild Horse Saloon in Nashville. So that was the that was where I got to I learned a ton about music. I love you know, I love music and I learned how to DJ. I mean not like legit DJ, but how to like play songs, you know. And play songs that people love. So in that context it would always be like Friends in Low Places, um, you know, just the hits that people would love. And then but I would also be able to welcome people onto the stage whenever we'd have a concert. So that was really fun too to kinda of get the crowd excited and then introduce bands when they would come out. So Okay. Horses. Yeah. How many? Three. Three. Yeah. So we have Mahiko out here, out there. He's the father. So he's the red one. He's the he's the darker. He's the quarter horse Arabian mix. And I've had him since the day he was born. So I've raised him. And um, during COVID, I was going to get him castrated. And but it was kind of one of these like no, you know, vets couldn't come out. Like it was a very strange time. 
So by the time he was castrated last, uh, last June or April, I didn't realize this, but he, he had already um, made a baby with Annie Oakley, my mama horse. And uh, because she was a maiden mare, she didn't show for a long time. And then we had a 2020 surprise of Peanut. So October, Peanut was born. I and, think I've uh, seen this uh, this young family yes, uh, this up by the side of the family. road, right? Yeah, yeah, and it was really sweet. It was uh, it was a, you know we knew a little while before, but it was a little sweet surprise. And Peanut's already been in a, her first photo shoot, which is really sweet. <laughs> so there's pictures of me riding the mama horse, and then she's like trotting behind. It's really cute. So, but some of my friends um, own Kit as a uh, Stay Kit Fox, which is the glamping company up at the basin, the Galstow Basin, and so they wanted to do some photography for that. So they came over and put up a tent really quickly, and we kind of staged it. And it was anyway. We're all all over there, so it was really sweet. Very nice. We worked with two photographers that were just incredible. So I was really proud with their work and what they did. Yeah, they're sweet. Was it your horses that someone tried to steal? Oh Lord, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. what happened? Well, it was it was interesting. It was a couple months ago, and I had. I always sleep with my windows open for that reason. It's just because I want to hear, you know, and the dogs were actually inside with me. But I heard, it was probably 11, 12 o'clock at night, and I heard metal. And it was weird because, you know, you just get used to the coyote sounds and the different sounds, the normal sounds. And I, f- I feel like I heard this metal, and I was like, what is that? And so I, like, grabbed my rifle, and I went out and I walked around. And by the time I got out there, it looked like somebody had tried to hit the like the gate up in the way that I learned this after the fact but the the pins on the gate both were facing up one wasn't down and one wasn't up to hold the gate so it looked like somebody just tried to take the gate off and then they had gotten in with the horses and Peanut had a big like scratch on her nose like pretty deep I don't know what happened and then it was tied the electric fence was tied on the inside which the horses could not have done that I wouldn't have tied it like that like it was you know somebody left in a hurry Mm. um but it was hard. There was tire tracks, and then I ended up calling the police, and they came out, and they were sweet. They said that they would keep a couple cars out there for a couple days, and they did. And then I alerted um, the Galisteo uh, email just so if people yeah. saw the, you know, if they saw the cop cars, they wouldn't be scared. But it was really scary, and it, you know, I just, um, I don't know. It was just really scary. You just you don't think about that, and they're not branded. The horses aren't. So it's like somebody's like, you got to brand them or chip them. I'm like, do you chip horses? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or, anyway, or tattoo or something. Yeah, I don't I know. know, but I'm excited. Um, Mahiko is going to a trainer first of September. So if you don't see him out there, don't worry. He's just at the trainers. So. He's, he's not been abducted. <laughs> no, he's going to the trainers. So I think he'll be there for a month or two, and then he'll come back. But I've been waiting to work with his trainer for a while. So it's going to be good. He's okay. going to be my – he's the fastest horse I've ever had. And so that the fact that Peanut is from both of them, and Peanut's so much like him, so it's going to be kind of fun to watch them all grow up. So Very nice. Yes. Dogs. Two of them, Cooper and Phoenix. And so Bradley Cooper is my blue healer (laughs) slash red healer. And I got him when he was eight weeks old, and I found him on Craigslist for $100. Mm. So I drove down to the Walmart in Albuquerque, and that's where we did the exchange. (laughs) And then um, I was living up in Coyote, New Mexico at the time, and I needed a watchdog. And he... He barks, and then he also will just kiss you to pieces. So he's like the not a watchdog. I mean, yeah. he just barks a lot. But anyway, and then there's Phoenix. I was on my way back from Phoenix and saw this little dog at a gas station in Throw, New Mexico. And uh, it was just love at first sight. So that's we're all over there. It's like a little family. I hope the owners aren't missing him. Uh, he was no, he was kind of he was pretty mangy and uh, he was just hanging out. He was just yeah. Asked the it was kind of cool. It was I had gotten a gas I didn't I got gas and didn't get the receipt and I walked inside and to get it and this little puppy had 
a collar on that was way, way, way too tight. It looked like it was on him, and then he broke off, and then he grew, and it was, you know, and he just kind of leaned up on the side of the wall and just, like, slid down. I walked in, and I said, whose dog is this? And they were like, oh, it's just, you know, nobody's. So when I went back out there, he was gone, and then I drove away, and I just couldn't. I couldn't. And so I drove back, and I found him and brought him home, and I've had him for probably two years, so... So he's a Galisdale resident. He now. is a he, yeah, and he is currently asleep on my bed. So he just that's his. <laughs> that's, that's what Phoenix is doing at this current moment. Good so, guy. Yeah, good guy. no, he's smart. He cuddles. Cooper does not, but he does. He's a cuddler. It's good to have that during the winter. Mm-hmm. Horses, dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, um, and yeah. we've talked about movies, divinity, mm-hmm. uh, your future ambition with regard to film. Sure. Uh, that uh, your 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 story. Sure. Have you been working on anything lately? Yeah, I actually, as fate would have it, have been doing costumes. So I did, I just wrapped, I think, 28 straight days, but I was on two different films. And so one was filming in Albuquerque, and it's a Native American piece with one of the, an incredible director. And I was doing, uh, I think my official title on that one was Wardrobe Supervisor. So I wasn't the boss, but I was underneath. And it was, it's based in the 90s, and it's going to be a, a really great feature film. So... Anyway, I don't know how much I can say about it, but it was it's going to be really great, I think. And it follows two Native American um, teenagers and kind of their journey with their grandmother. That's going to be great. And then the last one I just wrapped was I was the uh, set costumer, which I learned is a thing, set costumer. And it was, we filmed it here, and it was on a, we did a lot of green screen. And it's using the technology we use is groundbreaking. So there had to be people flown in to teach us how to do this technology. And I didn't know this at the time when I signed on, but there was a executive producer that is very well known around these parts and he loves dragons. I see, I see, I see, I see. And so it was one of those moments where I was like, right place at the right time. Good for you. Yeah, so I can't, I've signed a non-disclosure agreement, so I can't talk in depth about it. Maybe when I can, I can come back on and we can talk all about it. Oh, yeah, heck so yeah. We can come, yeah, I'll talk all about it. But anyway, that was really fun, and there was, it wasn't just wardrobes, it was wardrobes plus something else, and so it was a, It was harder than right. just putting somebody in wardrobes and making sure they look good on yeah. set. But Te- Technological wardrobe. Yeah, there was a lot more to it, and so, but what's really neat is that when you do wardrobe, you just get to hang out with the actors a lot. Right. And so I spent a lot of time, and we talked books, and stuff and went out to, you know, I don't know, it was fun. It's really fun to work on film for me. And I've been a PA, I've been a extra, I've been a double, I've done stunts. Uh, I was a lead actress in a, <laughs> in a film called, it was called Shelby Shack when we did it. And we filmed it probably three years ago and I was Liz Harper. And it's kind of a low budget film out of a, a director out of Las Cruces, mm-hmm. um, but it's on Amazon. And then somebody bought it, the rights to it, I just learned. And they called it like Night at Shelby Shack or something. Anyway, I don't know. But the, it's the, out the there. poster is nicer now. But anyway, it's still out there. So <laughs> it's a period piece, and we filmed it at Bonanza Creek Ranch. So it was kind of cool to, to film it over there, and it feels wild west and old. But anyway, uh, yeah. I'm there. I'm, I'm there. So Very cool. Yes. What's next for you? Well, actually, I was, I am, I've always loved dreams, and I've always been a big dreamer. You know, like when I go to sleep, and they're very vivid, and I've kept a dream journal for a long time. And... I have a couple mentors of mine that have done formal dream training with the Hayden Institute out of North Carolina with studying under, you know, like Jung and the things that, you know, kind of his philosophy. And so I just this weekend started, it's a two-year intensive where we meet three or four times a year. And this first time is on Zoom. So I have a four-day Zoom that I actually can come 
here today because we're on a lunch break. Mm. <laughs> so I'm here. But it will help train me to be able to sit with my own dreams and kind of see if there's, understand my own dreams and then also sit with other people and do dream interpretation with them, which has always been really beneficial to me when I can sit with people and them help me with mine. So it's kind of a, it's a lot, and I haven't been back in a formal academic setting in a long time where there's books and book reports, and today I have to give a 20-minute uh, spiritual autobiography of, you know, my life, and I'm like, how do we do that again? Like, so anyway, it's fun to kind of brush those cobwebs off and get back in it and sure. order books, and I'm excited, and it's, it's something I've always wanted to do, and it's also scary, you know, it's scary to do something like that. Self-examination. Yeah, but it's great. I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm ready for that next thing. And so that's what I'll be doing. And I'm trying to f hire a ranch hand. So if you know anybody, I'm trying to hire somebody. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to, I actually found some guys, uh, mutual friends that are going to come over next week and do an interview. So we'll see. But anyway, it was funny. I'm, um, so part-time, full-time. Three days a week, one day a week, whatever. I'll take whatever. Just, whatever help you can get. Whatever help. I, yeah, because I'm just getting busier you know sure. and it's all exciting work but it's you know you, i can't run something alone so anything like that would be helpful anything else you want to know <laughs> <laughs> what else you got <laughs> um, i'm trying to think i don't know i want to get into hats i want to start making hats ah, so i've actually uh, uh, been uh, uh, researching uh, uh. how to do that and okay. so i have this hat that i love that actually a hatter made for me in oregon her name's kate Hafstad. And then I'm, I was working with a woman in, on this last movie project that does hats, and she's like, it's not that hard. You just have to do this and this and this. So I'm going to try a craft project of making some hats, which it might might be great or it might completely be horrible. I don't know. But I'm going to I'm gonna try <laughs> to, make, to make some cowboy hats. So okay. we will see how that goes. Well, there, might, there might be someone you can apprentice with. And yeah, maybe. Well, O'Farrell's has always been where I go and get my stuff downtown. You know, I go get it reshaped and they have my head shape and they'll put it back in my hats. And right, so right. I asked him the other day, I was like, do you need to like get an apprentice or do you need like part-time work worker? He's like, yeah, just come by. And he's really sweet. So, All right. Yes. You've been listening to Amy Violet, who is a Galisdale resident, an entrepreneur, a writer, an actress, a woman for all seasons. By the way, Amy Violet is also a podcaster, and she has a podcast called Porch Hangs Podcast with Amy Violet. You can find that at www.instagram.com backslash porch hangs pod. That's P-O-R-C-H. H-A-N-G-S-P-O-D. Porch Hangs Pod on Instagram. For Radio Free Galisteo, I'm John Shannon. Radio Free Galisteo is listener supported. Please go to www.radiofreegalisteo.com and click on the link for our Patreon support page so that you too can become an active supporter of this podcast. Mm -hmm.